Ron Herrera here with 111 Fire Prep. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday. I know I did, and I know 13 out of the 15 people who I've coached in a month and a half have received conditional offers, and I want to say congratulations to them. I'm very pleased. I'm very happy how everything is going. Um, I'll eventually say their names once they start the academy. 2019 is going to be a great year. The website is up, 111fireprep.com. The Elite Plan, $4.99 a month, give you access to videos, notes, and also uh, other other events that are coming up. So this is going to be huge. Spread the word. Um, less, It's the cost of a latte, y'all. So let's be real. Let's talk about certain things, ways to strike out on an Ouroboros interview. I'm going to keep this brief, and uh, again, we talk more and more videos you'll see on like 111fireprep.com, so the ways to strike out in an or board interview. All right, poor personal appearance, I need you all to get, spend that money, you need to get a suit, it's either going for men, I want you to get something that's navy blue, a dark black, or a dark charcoal gray. Nothing flashy, nothing flamboyant, no bow ties, no brown belts, something business attire, okay? I, I've heard of, hey, can I wear some pins? Can I wear a fancy watch? Can I have my hair down? Can I have a funky hairdo? Can I keep a beard? No, okay? The answer is no. Um, even though that they cannot judge you, Right? They can't judge you because it would be, I think it's like a protected class. It would be like discrimination or whatnot. But you don't want to leave in a bad impression. Like you're not taking this position serious. Because when you get into the role of being a professional firefighter or even at a volunteer department, you know, you need to make sure that you're clean shaved. Right? You need to make sure that you represent the organization, the city at all times. And uh, people tend to forget about that. So with your ways to strike out, number one biggest thing is poor personal appearance. So make sure you're clean shaved. All right. Make sure your suit's ready to go. For young ladies, nothing that's revealing. Okay. Your hair is up. Um, No strong perfumes for men. No strong colognes. Uh, Do you need to bring a person? No. You can put it in your trunk. Uh, A business like pants. You can get those at Macy's. I know there's uh, Nordstrom's. They would have some things. Make sure it's ready to go. Again, nothing that is very revealing. Nothing that could be distracting. Okay, so understand that. Lack of interest and enthusiasm. Eighty-five percent is enthusiasm. Fifteen percent is knowledge of the profession. You've heard it. Me say it over. You've seen it online. You've seen it on Forbes.com. Everybody, it is true. Enthusiasm will make you stand out, especially if you use personal life and work experiences to your answer. All right. You must separate yourself from others. And the only way to do that is when you're walking through the door and you have this beautiful effect and you can smile and you really come off strong. When people get asked, tell me about yourself, they're very monotone. They're very down in the dumps. That's not the person that they're looking for. They understand that you're stressed out, but to tell me about yourself, this needs to come out, not your whole work history resume. Okay. Again, we talk about this more on 111fireprep.com. So the under the elite side. So I would totally look into that. So lack of interest and enthusiasm. Do not appear lazy whatsoever. All right. Show that you're, you're ready to go. 
don't talk about benefits and wages in your answers or anything of why you want to be a firefighter. It's not the time and place. They know that firefighters get paid well. You know that firefighters uh, live pretty good. Don't do it. Okay. Don't don't think about just wages. Think about the profession itself. All right. Don't talk negative about past employers. You know, a lot of people have said, hey, you know, I work with this. Uh, uh, currently, I volunteer for this organization, but a lot of them are lazy. They sit down and I want to be part of a proactive, reactive department. Don't do that. You'll shoot yourself in the foot. Hold your head up high. Always speak highly about organizations. If organizations tend to screw up, guess what? It's blasted on social media and it's also on the paper and the news. So, don't be that person, okay? Don't you don't need to sandbag them whatsoever. Failure to look at board members. Eye contact is huge, as probably your parents told you, or your wife, or your significant domestic partner, whoever. They've probably told you that the eyes are the gateway to the soul. You must address everybody. So eye contact is huge when you're talking. If you're talk, if you're looking down or not paying attention whatsoever, or you just engage in one person on the panel. Um, you're not really uh, setting yourself up for success on that one because you're pretty much telling the other panel, screw you, I'm going to only address the person that's asking me that question. Uh, so you want to be at mostly engaging with your eyes because what do firefighters do? Mostly engage with the public with fire prevent, uh, education, prevention, suppression, medical emergencies, everything like that. And you have to engage everybody, okay? Horrible handshakes. Don't go in there and give them a sloppy or a that's your homie handshake. Nope. It is a firm handshake. Don't break off their hand. It's something that says, hey, nice to meet you. Pleasure. And you smile. Okay. If that organization invited you to an interview, I would Google image all of their chiefs, deputy chiefs, and all that stuff just to have a name to the face or the face of the name so that you don't get caught off guard. When you go in there, you can call them sir, ma'am, or your chief, right? So know the ranks, right? So the bugles itself is a chief, right? White shirt, sometimes could be a chief. Two bars is a captain, one is a lieutenant. And, you know, it would be a firefighter. But double check with that organization if they've switched it up, okay? Do some research on it. Overaggressiveness or know-it-all attitude. Like you've been there, you've done that. This is the reason why you should pick me and you sound too cocky. No. Okay, you need to leave that at the door. You need to check yourself at the door itself. Humble. Humble will get you to the, to the next round and being very um, uh, not, not, not that know-it-all attitude like, oh, I could do this and this is what I know. Poor voice, dictation, or grammar. When you have poor voice itself, you want to make sure that, that you come off and you deliver your uh, voice. Because if I were to say, hey, I really want to work for the... Um, um, I would be honored to work for the Department of Fall City Fire Department. That doesn't show nothing. Okay? That shows me that you probably have a sore throat. So get some goddamn halls and man up or woman up and say there's a reason. And this is why I would love to work for the city of Fall City Fire Department. Right? You explain. You show that excitement. I'm not saying scream at the top of your lungs, but you need to address your audience. Okay? You need to separate yourself out. Uh, that grammar, double check everything before you submit an application. That is the first impression actually a panel will get of you is a application. So make sure you have it all ready to go dialed in. Nothing, nothing crazy. Lack of confidence. 
is huge. Nervous. We understand that you're nervous. That's fine. Tomato, tomato. We understand that you're nervous. Just relax. Take a deep breath. The way to fight those nerves that I tell my clients and my candidates or, you know, that they're going for the gold. If your interview is at noon, go to the gym at 7 o'clock. Go to the gym at 8 o'clock. Do a good workout. Do a good cardio run. Do something that you've done. Just so that you're that the, the anticipation, that buildup, then you have somewhere you can release it, and, it's just, and it can be at the gym. Get your mind off of it. There's no time to prep. You've already should be doing the preps today, okay? And like I always tell people is that they, they call me, and I don't blame you. You listen, if you want to call me two days before your interview, hey man, you know what? More power to you. That's fine. But the odds of you getting a job are very slim because there are those people that are practicing that I know that are elite members that are practicing at five o'clock in the morning before their competition wakes up. They're that hungry. They're that determined to get the job of a lifetime. They don't wait two days beforehand. They see that Portland's going to start testing here shortly. Guess what they start doing? They start picking apart what Portland has to offer. They want to separate. They're looking at a strategic plan. They're going to Google. They're going to news feeds. They're going to social media feeds. They're doing open houses. Your competition out there is very fierce. So um, just to let you all know, you got some competition that's ahead of you. So make sure that you've done your work. So when you're nervous and your tone, okay, the way to beat the nerves is by also being prepared. The more prepared you are for this interview, the better you're going to be, the better you will perform at this. With your tone of voice, before you're heading to the interview itself, put on something that's upbeat music. Don't put on Metallica and your Sandman. You know what I'm saying? That's a good song. Don't get me wrong. That's a damn good song. But when you're driving to the interview itself, put on something that's upbeat and sing. Why do big artists, Celine Dion, Elton John, you know, the big ones, the good ones, right? The classics have vocal coaches is to warm up, is to warm up their voice. Make, well, number one, not to strain something, okay? But number two is to get that warm up, get that tone up. Game time, baby. That's what I want you to do. I want you to be in an upbeat mood, okay? Next time, making excuses. Don't make excuses. Nobody want to hear a goddamn excuse. So when if fall on the sword okay don't blame it on somebody else and it could be from anything uh we little we talked about let's talk about a little bit of a uh lack of tack courtesy be respectful of those okay lack of tack courtesy whatnot you walk into a room and you shake everybody's hand okay and then you don't shake the person at the far right or far left and that's the hr person or whoever you know, that just shows not class whatsoever. It's just that now, okay, I just want to only acknowledge the people in the fire service, not the HR department. You're stupid. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, indecisiveness is the biggest one. Um, I would, I'm not sure what I would do. I'd probably go turn them in or, you know what? No, I wouldn't do that. You know, so what, what are you going to do? You're going to pull the trigger or you're not going to pull the trigger? Very important. So when, when I talk about on there my elite plan and how to address this or this one-on-one preps on how to do the right or wrong scenario, stuff like that, once that bullet's out, it's out. You can't take it back. All right? So really, really remember that. Uh, shopping for position. Uh, you know, I'm just – I'm just looking for whatever you have. I'm just I'm in the market for uh, just 
being whatever, you know, I'm done with school, so I heard this was good. You ain't going to get the job. Good luck with that one. Uh, lack of interest on the on the department itself, um, that you don't show no heart. You don't look at their strategic plan. You don't look at the city's mission, your, the values or the vision where they're trying to go. You just don't care whatsoever. Yeah, good luck. You ain't going to get the job. Low moral standards. I don't even have to go into that one. Um, strong prejudice. Uh, prejudices. I, I I can't even say the end of it. Um, so I apologize. Um, you're, you're, if you if you have the mindset that you don't think culture or diversity or equity is important in a fire service, um, you might as well just throw yourself out the goddamn window. Okay, and it's huge. I speak with this to, to understand and work with a great department where it represents everybody in the community they serve and um, to having that experience and having that ability to have it in your organization, you can relate to a lot of people's uh, needs and uh, that's what the fire culture is all about. So, uh, you know, if those are very, you know, you have a one set mind frame that, uh, no, this has to be that. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't even think I would like to work with you. So inability to listen or take criticism. We all have to take criticism at one point in our lives. And especially if our current employers give us a yearly review, don't beat yourself up on it. So that's like if, if, if I were to get criticism from my lieutenant or my captain, that's not like I'm pissed. It's I'm glad that they brought it up because I can make myself better. So they, they see something that I could do that maybe I could switch it up and cut the time in half or something like that. So if you take criticism or, or, or if you can't take criticism from the panel and they're coming back with you saying, hey, you should work on this and you go, no, I don't think so, you're out the door. Uh, inability to listen. You're not really answering. So listen to the damn question itself, okay? Uh, if you don't understand the question, you can ask to rephrase it, but it doesn't mean that you can ask to rephrase everything. For an example, tell me about yourself. You can't just sit there for five seconds looking at La La Land and go, can you rephrase that question? For love of God, if you can't get tell me about yourself, then that's it. Biggest thing, a little tip I'll tell you about to tell me about yourself, it's an icebreaker question. Right? Sometimes it's graded, sometimes it's not. They want to get a feel for you. They want to know about who you are, what makes you wake up every day. If it's about your family, you're extremely family oriented, is your children, you know, your hobbies, your interests, your actual goals in life. Right? They don't want to care. They don't care if this is, oh, yeah, you know, what people do is, oh, I graduated from. Uh, Yale with the 3.9 and I got five degrees. Now you just, you just goddamn talking about yourself too. No, nobody give two shits. It's an entry level job. Okay. You're not going for uh, a fire chief of the year. All right. So understand that education is important, but we don't need to know your work resume. That comes out unless uh, the only time a work resume tends to come out is in how do you prepared yourself for this position or your applying for an experience level firefighter spot, okay, or this is a lateral spot, okay? So we go over that a lot. That's just a little bit of brief about ways to strike out itself in an interview. Again, you could find that anywhere. I mean, this is just to really just touch it up for those that are driving, they want to listen to something. You could find that 
out in uh, on firehouse.com's great website there's there's tons i mean there's more to it unprofessional inappropriate language uh not coming clean to something on your background that uh, that is something i actually should bring up if they find out something on your background that you did not put down that you were supposed to during your first initial application kiss your ass goodbye you're out of the goddamn process lying um you open up pandora's box keep that goddamn box closed Okay? If they don't know anything about it, you do not open your goddamn mouth. For an example, if they don't bring it up and they go, is there something like you like to add? And you'd be like, yes, I'd like to talk about my DUI that I had. For the love of God, they probably had no idea that you had a goddamn DUI. Okay, because it was off your record. So just shut up. Just keep your your, your Pandora, Pandora's box closed. Now, unless they come back and you've put it on your application, for an example, they say, give us your 10-year driving record or you've been arrested, and you put it down. And then they come back and they go, oh, so, so so-and-so, it looks like you had a DUI back in then. Would you like to explain this? No excuses. This is where you must explain it, and then what would you learn from it, right? It's not saying if they go, are you trying to make an excuse from this? And you go, no. If or were you trying to hide it? No. Well, if I was, if I was trying to hide it, you know, for sure, I would never put it down or even mentioned it on my application. But I'm glad this happened because I could have put myself in danger. Number one. Number two, endanger somebody else's life that didn't need to deserve to, uh, to for somebody to even be hurt. You have to come up with explain no no explanation no excuses whatsoever. Um, past employers and last but not least, this is this is huge. Okay, I think this is probably one of the biggest things: social media. It is a social media world. I'm guilty of it, but I actually deleted my Instagram because I was tired of it. And I got two minutes with y'all for a 20 minute segment. When you have social media and Instagram, be very, very careful on who's tagging you, who you following, what are you putting up. Even though you're not a professional firefighter or a volunteer firefighter right now, okay, whatever you have that you put up on is a post, is public, people like to talk, people like to snap pictures, screenshots and send them over, okay, this can ruin you. This can really ruin you. If you have a picture of you smoking something, right, or you are doing keg stands or whatnot, this is for my young peeps. You know, you're driving with open containers or you're going to raves left and right. You must be extremely, extremely careful because once they look at that, the thing that they're thinking in their head, is this person a liability? Is this person going to cause me a lot of headaches? Don't be that individual. Be careful what you post social media. I would really, really limit your use on that and be very, very careful. Save it with friends and family, something very uh, Disney rated. Thank you very much for tuning in to 111 Fire Prep. Again, 111FirePrep.com under Elite Plan, $4.99 a month. Fantastic. 2019 is going to be a great year. February 23rd, I believe it is a Saturday. There will be hopefully another interview workshop. 
It's about a four-hour process. It's going to be great. Lunch will be provided. A lot of q and I'm going to try to get some guest speakers. So, again, keep you posted. Again, 111fireprep.com. Sign up for the Elite Plan today. I, I, I mean, $4.99. Look for something else out there and, and get back to me and see what happens. I hope you all have a great holiday, a great Christmas, whatever. Whatever you celebrate. Again, thank you all. Thank you very much for your support. And it's been a kick-ass 2018. Let's find out what 2019 make it the make this your year to be successful and be a professional firefighter. Be safe. God bless. Love you all. Bye bye.